Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of Seb Talks Sports, sponsored by Hoopin and Lutin, the place to go to for your favourite new and vintage jerseys and apparel from all things basketball. Last week was a throwback episode and today I've got a brand new interview for you all. Joining me today is a three year Jags cornerback who manned the secondary for my favourite team between 2013 and 2015, racking up 86 total tackles in teal and 6 defended passes in Jacksonville. An absolute fan favourite and a player I got to see live against the Bucks in the 2014 preseason at Everbank Field, the brilliant Demetrius McRae. Enjoy! My guest today is a three-year Jags cornerback who manned the Jacksonville secondary between 2013 and 2015, racking up 86 total tackles and six defended passes in Duval. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome number 35 and Jags fan favourite Demetrius McRae to Seb Talk Sports. Demetrius, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. How are you doing? Good stuff. Yeah, very, very good. Thanks. Looking forward to getting into it all. Oh, yes. Yes. I appreciate you having me on the, on the podcast as well. You got it, man. You got it. Let's do it. Okay, so let's go right back to the beginning to start with. What are your earliest memories of football and sport in general, since I know you also played basketball and did track at high school too? And who was your sporting inspiration? So I started out, I got a unique story. So I actually started out playing football overseas when I was about 10 years old. I was stationed overseas with my family, um, military background. And, you know, that's when I really got into flag football. And when I came back into the States, that's when I really got into you know, more tackle football and, you know, it just expanded from there. With basketball, it was just a natural thing. In high school, I didn't really play in like middle school or anything like that. But, you know, high school is when I really started um, basketball. And in track, I did some workouts with track um, just to keep my speed up. But yeah, I was always a fan favorite of playing basketball because that just came natural. Um, And in track, you know, just trying to keep your speed up for the next year in high school. So it was really fun playing, you know, playing all sports but yeah that's kind of my story on how it started yeah that's it that's it and of course after high school you then went and took your talent to app state when you took the field for four seasons after making the transition from quarterback to cornerback which i didn't realize yeah. research you earned second team all american honors were an fcs defensive player of the year award finalist two-time all southern conference selection and finished your college career with 10 picks 123 tackles 83 solo 26 mm. passes and two forced fumbles so pretty impressive to say the least so how much mm. did you enjoy your time on the mountaineers and how did your time at app state both on and off the field prepare you for the NFL? I enjoyed my time, you know, in Boone, North Carolina. It was, uh, it's really fun. That's like my second home now. Mm. Uh, I like to go back there and just visit, you know, whether it's attending a game or just visiting, you know, just to be out there. Um, like I said, that's just my second home. How did it prepare me on the field? You know, just um, being prepared for that next step. So we was FCS, but we did, we did have a couple of teams that was, um, that has some NFL ready players. So going against those NFL ready players, you know, was extremely helpful for me. And then off the field, I had some really good coaches who helped me develop my educational side of football, helping me just learn the game of football even more. And that helped prepare me as well. And then also a lot of great mentors in App State, a lot of great, you know, experienced players that was there. And, you know, they helped guided me through my time there. And then also my teammates, while you know, my peers while I was there. The players that was on the team with me, we was all coming up together, learning together, and we all kind of prepared ourselves as well. Mm, nice stuff. Nice to hear. Okay, so after college, you then received that special call that all 
dream of during the NFL draft, which is obviously coming up tomorrow. And yesterday you put out that it was eight years to the day, I think, that you were drafted. So of course, we've got to talk about your draft moment. So on the 27th of April, 2013, in his first season as Jags GM, and after drafting fellow defensive backs, John Cyprian, Dwayne Gratz, Josh Evans, and Jeremy Harris, Dave Carwell made you the final piece of the puzzle in the Jags secondary on picking up the phone and giving you a call, asking you to be the latest addition to a talented defense that were looking to turn the franchise's fortunes around. So how much did it mean to you and your family both to get drafted into the pros and how excited were you to get going in Jacksonville? I was extremely excited. It was fun. It was probably one of the happiest times in my, you know, my life, you know, all the hard work that you've done previous, you know, it kind of paid off at that moment, but you know, that's just the beginning to the real work. But yeah, it was very important to my family as well. Um, just to see someone, you know, someone in their family put in all the hard work that they've done and it finally pay off, you know, for them. So they was extremely happy. I was happy. My mom and auntie, you know, some tears were shared, but yeah, it was fun. How much sort of contact did you have with the Jags before the moment? That's a funny thing because I didn't speak to the Jags not until about two or three days before the Jack. Mm -hmm. I mean, before the draft. That's when they kind of got on my radar. I had a couple other teams contact me throughout the whole process. And then, um, you know, about two or three days before the draft, that's when Jacksonville got in contact with my agent and, you know, was serious about, you know, considering me, mm. you know, with the late round. And so that was, you know, that was kind of my my experience with the Jag. They didn't come in until later. Mm. Nice one. Nice stuff. Okay, so obviously last season in 2020, we saw the entire preseason cancelled due to the ongoing pandemic. And I know a lot of people want the preseason to be permanently eradicated anyway, but as a player who saw crucial snaps in his rookie year during the preseason, I'm sure you can talk to just how pivotal those four games are for guys either in their first year or on the fringe of making the final 53-man roster. In your opinion, just how important are those preseason games and snaps for young and developing players? And what do you think is the optimal number of games in August to give those guys crucial playing time? In my opinion, they are very crucial. You know, those four games, very crucial because uh, a lot of people are on the bubble, you know, during training camp, some young guys who just coming in, they got to learn the speed of the game. Mm. And, you know, some veterans too, still fighting for a position, you know, um, very crucial. So in my opinion, I love the preseason, mm. you know, um, it get a chance for the starters to, you know, get a feel for the regular season. And then also it get a chance for the backups to, get that game experience because coming from college to the NFL, you know, it is a little bit faster. Mm. So, um, so just getting acclimated to that because it's going to be a tough transition from college to the pros without any exhibition games, mm. you know? So uh, I think they should still have it, you know, player safety is always a concern, yeah. but you know, I would think, I would think probably I mean, two games would be, you know, will probably suffice in that, um, mm. in that situation. I think two games would probably be enough. But yeah, you got to have something for the people on the bubble and then some of those veteran players that's still fighting for a position. Mm. Obviously, like we were just saying, like snaps and playing time is crucial. Did you find that the game would slow down for you from 2013 to 14 to then 15? Yeah, absolutely. As I start getting more, um, you know, more snaps and more plays in my, under my belt, you know, start slowing down. It also started slowing down once I, you know, got in the classroom. You know, I was in the classroom every single day, but, you know, got acclimated my second year, third year, fourth and fifth, really slowed down for me. I, I was able to process things, you know, more quickly. 
Nice stuff. Nice to hear. Okay, so during your time in Jacksonville, of course, you saw 1,132 snaps, played in 46 games, 16 starts, racked up 86 total tackles, defended six passes between 2013 and 2015, and you played a key role to the team's obviously 2014 starting defense. So as the team that uh, drafted you into the NFL and put you out there each and every Sunday as an asset to the secondary, with regards to the coaches, your former teammates, and the entire Duval fan base across the world, what do the Jacksonville Jaguars mean to you? Man, they mean they mean a lot. I'm still out here in Jacksonville, so I root mm. for them every day. I see them, you know, I see them every single day. So I'm going to be tuned in for the draft tomorrow. But yeah, they mean a lot. You know, they was help they helped me um, fulfill my dream. They believed in me in 2013 when um, a couple other teams, you know, didn't believe in me, and they would, you know, they took that chance on me. And I hope I was an asset for them. You know, in my three years there, I love fans still. So, you know, I still I still have some um, some fans out here in Jacksonville that we communicate about the you know about the games or who who they're going to take tomorrow so i love it out here awesome stuff awesome stuff okay so now i want to move on to something that i wish i really didn't have to of course because very sadly just two days ago at the time of recording your ex-teammate and a linebacker you played alongside in the jags defense in 2013 and 14 gino hayes very sadly passed away at just 33 with a liver disease now obviously this is very recent news that has hit the duval fan base hard and we're all really just processing it right now but if you don't mind speaking on the topic what was your relationship like with gino both on and off the field and what legacy does he have not only in jacksonville but across the league Gino was um he was like that uncle in the locker room. So it was it was a pleasure getting to know him, you know, sharing the field with them, sharing the locker room with them. You know, very sad situation because 33 is, you know, young. I'm I'm about to be 30 in two weeks. So, you know, very sad situation, very young. But yeah, man, I think he was, you know, tremendous, you know, tremendous player on the field and off the field. You know, I I know he did a lot of things in the communities, especially in Tampa and you know, out here as well. I know he will volunteer his time um, on our days off. He will go to different things for for the youth out here in Jacksonville. So, yeah, very sad situation. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Gina. Big loss. Okay, so after your tenure in Jacksonville, you then made subsequent stops in both Seattle and Oakland, playing in three games for the Raiders in 2017 in a secondary alongside Carl Joseph and Reggie Nelson and a defense alongside most likely Hall of Famer and all-time great pass rusher, Khalil Mack. Mm. So how did you find your time on the Seahawks and Raiders under Pete Carroll and Jack Del Rio, respectively? And how much did the cities of Seattle and Oakland have to offer compared to Jacksonville? Oh, I love my time out there in Seattle and and in Oakland when uh, when the Raiders was out there. It was fun playing with Pete Carroll. You know, a lot of energy. That whole that whole locker room environment was a lot of energy. So I see why they are continuously um, contenders in the league. So uh, that was fun. In Oakland, it was a fun situation as well because you know Oakland they got this rich history. So you see in Super Bowls, you see in Hall of Famers on the wall when you walk in when you walking inside the facility, and then you playing alongside. A potential Hall of Famer too, so that was fun. And then you playing with some solid, you know, players as well. Mm-hmm. When I was out there, um, I know we had Marshawn Lynch out there. We had Reggie Nelson out there. Um, we also had Bruce Irvin. He was there as well. So solid players, you know, on the defense and on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, it was just a pleasure being out there, sharing my time. How does those compare to Jacksonville? So I really like Jacksonville. You know, mm-hmm. Jacksonville hold a you know, dear place in my heart because I began my career. I heard I'm going to be here for uh, a while, you know, here in Jacksonville, but yeah, really like it. I really like all areas. You know, Seattle was really fun. Uh, Oakland was really fun as well. Mm. Obviously with the Legion of Boom, Pete Carroll and John Snyder sort of the masterminds behind that. What does it mean for them to pick up the phone and give you a call and bring you to Seattle in order to keep that kind of thing going? What does it mean to join that secondary? And it was, uh, it was fun just to be a, a, alongside three 
potential Hall of Famers, you know, in the same room. You can see why they are the Legion of Boom. They they didn't get that for, you know, they didn't get that name for no reason. Mm. You know, you can see the 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 work and I got to see it firsthand, the work that they put in in the offseason, you know, after practice, before practice, in the classroom. I've seen it firsthand. So I can definitely see why they are um, the Legion of Boom. And then also just the whole Seattle team. I can see why that they are um, continuously, you know, contenders in the league. Awesome stuff. So after an injury in 2017, you obviously renounced retirement and you continue to do great work off the field. Not only did you return to college in 2018 to get a Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice and graduate with your degree, which was awesome to learn. Huge congrats on that, um, by the way. No worries. You also started up McCray Elite Training, of course, which helps other individuals achieve their goals, just like you did in 2013 when making it to the NFL, which is awesome to hear. You did a lot of charity work as well during your playing career, which I've got a lot of time for. So I'd love to know, what is it particularly you love about giving back to the community? And where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I really like giving back, you know, just showing the, showing the things that I've experienced, especially in the fitness world. You know, that's why I started out this, this business, you know, um, just helping out with my knowledge of the game and then also some some tips on, you know, becoming healthier. And then my my time giving back, like I just reiterated, I like just giving back and showing sharing my knowledge that I've learned over the years. Mm, nice one. Nice stuff. Demetrius, I want to end with some quick fire questions. You ready? Sound good. Let's do it. Okay. Favorite takeout food? Ooh, takeout food. Uh, Thai food. Good choice. Good choice. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay, favorite music artist of all time? Oh, that's a tough one. I really have a lot of um, music artists that I listen to. Um, I think one of them is going to be, I will, you can never go wrong with Michael Jackson. Never mm. go wrong. Yeah, that's a good answer. Mm. Okay, favorite sports movie? Oh, that's a good one too. I would have to say, remember the Titans. Yes, nice choice, nice mm. choice. Okay, did you ever have a welcome to the NFL moment? And if so, who gave it to you? That's about eight years ago, so I got to think back. <laughs> uh, I cannot think off the top of my head, you know, a uh, NFL moment where I just got rocked. Pretty sure I had one. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Okay, nice one. Okay, hardest worker in the Jags weight room. Ooh, hardest worker in the ja- Oh, uh, Puzz. Mm, yes. Puzz. Yep. Yeah. Funniest teammate you've ever had. Ooh, funniest team at oh uh Marshawn Lynch. Funny. Marshawn Lynch. Nice answer. Okay. Best locker room prank you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, it's a funny, it's a funny thing that um Gus Bradley used to do in the in the, the meeting rooms every day. You know, we always had we always had a rule and he would prank guys hearing sob stories and stuff like that. But it was fun. You know, if any any teammates see this, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, we don't hear your sob stories. It was just a, a, a little inside joke that we uh that we had inside the locker room. So if any may see this, they would definitely uh, remember where we come from. Awesome stuff. Okay, was there any reason for selecting number 35 as your number of choice in Jacksonville? And if so, what was it? There was no reason that number was given to me, but I, you know, I really like that number now. Um, obviously back here, you know, I take pride in that number now um, because it's a legacy, you know, now from the, the three years I was there, you know, I still consider that just my legacy being 35 you know, being drafted eight years ago. So, so yeah, I, I that number now. Absolutely. Okay. Strangest thing you've ever signed for a fan? Oh, man, that's a good question. I might have to come back to that one. No worries. Okay. The cornerback to look out for in the 2021 NFL draft? J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn, yeah. Horn. Yes. Yes. I really like his game. Uh, uh, I watched some tape on him and, you know, what I'm seeing, you know, he's going to have a, a good future in the, in the NFL. 
Nice one. Okay, mm-hmm. toughest road atmosphere to play in. Oh, Seattle or, or Oakland. That was an environment. You know, mm-hmm. when we went there, my second game of my rookie year, we went out to Oakland, and that mm-hmm. was a rough environment. And then the third game, we went to Seattle. <laughs> Back-to-back games. Those were the two toughest environments that I can see. Mm, nice one. Okay, as a kid, which NFL player was your favorite to watch growing up? Oh, Barry Sanders. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Barry Sanders was good, you know, growing up watching him. Yeah, I'm a big, big Barry fan myself. Okay, so what will the Jags record be for the 2021 NFL regular season? Oh, what would their record be? I'm thinking I'm thinking they will have a, you know, turnaround season. So I'm thinking more of, so they put in 17, 17 games, correct? So yep. I'm thinking about nine and eight or 10 and seven, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I know they will definitely increase their wins this year because, you know, with a lot of draft picks that they have in the first, I think they have like five draft picks in the first 65 picks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, that's just going to help them tremendous. And then they, they have some great acquisitions, you know, during free agency as well. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Looking forward to it. And mm-hmm. finally, as a former Jack, can you give me your best Duval? Oh, yeah, I got you. Duval. Hey, hey. <laughs> Nice one. Demetrius, thank you so much for your time today. As a huge Jags fan, it's been great having you on my show. Where can people find you across social media? Check out McCray Elite Training and anything else you've currently got going on. Yes, sir. Well, I, I definitely appreciate your time as well. Appreciate you having me on your show. You can find me on my Instagram at um, DC. That's my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle as well. Good stuff. I'll make sure to put all the links to those down below so people can go and check it out. Once again, Demetrius, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you. You have a good one too. And there he goes, the incredible Demetrius McRae. Some great stories there from his time at the highest level of professional football, rubbing shoulders with and locking down some of the best players in the recent history of the NFL. Make sure to go and check out Demetrius across his social media accounts, as well as his brilliant McRae elite training business. All the links you need are in the description of this episode. I've got many more great guests coming very soon, so stay tuned right here on Seb Talks Sports. Catch us soon guys